Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Got that sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head thing going on? Time for your daily dose of vitamin chat. It is the Chanimal segment, probably my favorite segment that I do in radio that I love so much. Joining us now is always... Christine Morkham, Director of Media Relations of Wildlife World Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park. And today you've brought in... A baby lava, which is called a Kriya. Hi, Kriya. But your name is... Espresso. Espresso. You and I say espresso, but it is espresso. But we were supposed to do this a while ago. So many people have crowded around espresso to take pictures. It is amazing. It is incredible. And she's a whopping about a month old, give or take? Yeah, give or take a little bit. These guys are just really incredible creatures because even a few minutes, a few minutes, few hours after being born, they're able to start cruising around with the herd. I love that. I love that. So here's something, though, because uh, it lives outdoors. Is the weather all year fine for them? It is. So these guys are extremely adaptable. They've been domesticated for 5,000 years, and they're very hardy animals. They were domesticated to be used as pack animals, and they're often referred to as the South American cousin to the camel because they can pack around a quarter of their body weight and trek 10 miles up a mountain, no problem. And uh, I gave espresso a couple of bottles of milk, which was like goat's milk. Yes. Very adaptable to milk then. <laughs> very adaptable to milk. And she's already eating solids too. These guys transition over to solids very quickly. And they're very similar to a goat, but she still likes her bottles. No, of course she does. Uh, talking <laughs> to uh, Christy Morgan, Director of Media Relations, Wildlife World Zoo, Aquarium and Safari Park. Uh, uh, so you go out, you've got a couple babies there. So what's like the gestation period for, for, for the llamas? About a year. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So they have a very long gestation period. And people can come out and see Espresso up close because she's being hand-raised inside our baby animal nursery. I'm sorry, inside our petting zoo. And uh, people are able to go in and pet her and feel just how soft she is. Yeah. Because they're fiber is softer, warmer, and lighter than sheep's wool. It's also water resistant, which is fun. So these guys just have remarkable fiber. That is so awesome. So I I mean, she's so curious. She's wandering around here. And again, (laughs) I've never, we were joking, she's probably the most uh, photographed llama in the history of at least America. So they, you know, a lot of people make pets of these things and they're actually decent pets. I mean, the, the reality is, especially for, you know, people have goats and chickens and stuff. A lot of people have llamas. Yeah. And just like any animal, you want to go out and do your research because they have specialized needs and they get very large. A llama can get over 400 pounds. Um, But people with lots of property definitely sometimes own these guys as pets. Absolutely. What's going on at the uh, uh, checking out out there? You got a bunch of new stuff. I've seen you all the time. What's your newest little baby besides this? Because I've seen you on a couple shows. You got little babies running around. What are they? We do. And with over 6,000 animals, we always have something new being born. I think my favorite newest baby is the baby giraffe. Yes, yeah, so now we have two baby giraffes. <laughs> uh, now, the, there is two other baby llamas that are at the zoo, but their moms got a hold of them. And so they're, uh, do boys and girls, are they differ in the attitudes? Oh, absolutely. So boys tend to be a little bit more dominant. They are protectors of the herd. And um, the female tend to not be as dominant, but they can be very protective when they have a little baby Kriya. And the two babies we have on exhibit are little baby boys. Oh, what's their names? That is a good question. I haven't heard their names yet. Have you heard? Jasper and Casper. 
Stop. That is so cute. Jasper and Casper, <laughs> says Brie over there. Look oh at that. Gosh. That is hilarious. Uh, Love it. So, uh, you know, I always talk about, we always talk about like the, the the zoo side, but you guys have an aquarium there. And, and somebody asked me, uh, I said, oh, you know, we got our favorite segments. They said, what, what happens at the aquarium? Oh, the aquarium is phenomenal. People are always shocked when they come out because the aquarium is so large. It has over 80 indoor animal exhibit buildings, um, different exhibits. It's four giant buildings. And then we have a bunch of marine mammals. We have our sea lions with three little sea lion youngsters over there. And they do sea lion shows. And it's just really a great time and a wonderful area to escape the weather if it's a little warm that day or a little cool. I love that. I love that. Talking to uh, Chrissy Morgan, Director of Media Relations, Wildlife World Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park. As we, we talk about, like, it, we were just talking earlier because, you know, zoos at times get a bad rap. That, that's the reality of this world, especially in the woke world where everything should be out there, this, that, and the other. But I, as I try to explain to people, here's the thing. Without places like this and even SeaWorld and things like that, we wouldn't actually probably appreciate or understand a lot of these things. These things in the zoos and the sea worlds of the world have given us not only appreciation, but the opportunity to study in ways that never before. But on top of that, so many people come from around the world and they're never going to see 99% of these things ever in the wild. That's right. And unfortunately, the mass public will never see 99% of these things in the wild because the wild isn't what it used to be. A lot of these animals are only surviving and thriving in zoos and under human care. And in the wild, they're suffering and they're becoming endangered or even extinct. That's crazy. Okay, what's the rarest animal you guys have there? Oh, gosh, there's so many. We have so many rare and endangered animals. Um, We have Dama. Gazelle. They uh, There's only a couple hundred left in the wild. They were considered to be extinct from the wild at one point. And it's because of zoos that they uh, have, they're thriving under human care. So for that reason, they will not go extinct. They'll yeah. always survive under human care because zoos have really stepped in in conserving these animals. But in the wild, they're not doing so good. And those couple hundred that I mentioned are only existing on private land reserves. This one was the question. Somebody said, we, they go, hey, next time you talk to Christy, ask her this. What's the animal there that you're like, that animal scares me? That's oh, okay. the one right there that's like, that, that even scares some of the, like, you know, it's like, okay, never turn your back, never get in, you know, just, you yeah. gotta be who is it? Okay, that's a great question. The cassowary. Oh, really? Yeah. So explain to everybody what a cassowary is. Okay, so a cassowary is like a really cool looking ostrich. They are really prehistoric looking. They look kind of like dinosaur birds. <laughs> and they're a little bit smaller than ostrich. They have this really awesome cask on the top of their head. But they have raptor-like feet. Yes. And they can be very dangerous. There's been lots of documented deaths due to cassowaries. They're found in Australia. And those feet are deadly. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Chris Borgner here, uh, Director of Media Relations, Wildlife World Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park. So people coming out, what, what's the exciting thing going on right now? People should be coming out and seeing and checking out. Definitely our baby animal nursery. We still have little Collie in the nursery being raised. Oh. We have a baby armadillo, a African blue diker, which is the world's smallest antelope. And then, of course, oh, my gosh, those two baby giraffes I can't even get over because out in the pasture, they just look so magnificent and tiny, even though they're both over six feet tall. And to have two baby giraffes right next to each other, it's just 
such a heartwarming sight to see. That is awesome. Here we have wild animals, uh, and sometimes pets uh, are wild animal food. I found that out when my cat escaped about uh, two, three months ago, and uh, never to be seen from again, because uh, uh, we have a lot of coyotes, and uh, you're seeing more of that, even places like Scottsdale, where there's been, what, seven, eight animals that have been uh, snacked on by coyotes. Especially places like Scottsdale and those places on the outskirts. And we're going to continue to see more of that, unfortunately, as we continue to grow in urbanization and we're really moving into their territory. Yeah. What's the, if, if, if the average person here, here in Arizona, what would you be most likely to come in contact with as far as the animals that are wild? Definitely the coyotes. Yeah. What yeah. else we have? What else we have? We have, we have rattlesnakes, stuff like that. Bobcats? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have bobcats. Um, I actually saw bobcat out at my house. Um, so you're going to see the bobcats more on the outskirts. Um, I think coyotes are starting to venture in more than the bobcats are. Um, I've heard of people seeing mountain lions and definitely the javelina. Oh, yeah, the javelina. Ooh. Yeah. I love having you on. Always great. Uh, Chrissy Morgan, Director of Media Relations uh, for Wildlife World Zoo Aquarium and Safari Park. As always, I love having you on. And thank you so much for bringing espresso where I'm not even quite sure where espresso has <laughs> gone. Did somebody come in the sales area and steal espresso? I feel like somebody, everybody's looking in here. We are an aquarium right now. As always, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much.